Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we're doing something new. No top five. No. It's it is going to get interesting. Yes. So Sam's been coming up with this idea and she's been um, talking about it with us for, for a few weeks now. It sounds interesting. Um, it just gives us a little bit of a break from the top fives just to give us something extra. It's, uh, well, I'll let you introduce it because uh, it's like your brainchild. So let, let me <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to start We're going to start doing instead of top fives for a bit. I mean, don't get us wrong. They're not going to stop. And if they come to us, we're going to we're going to do them. But we're going to do nerd talks. Mm-hmm. And the idea has been brewing with us for a bit. And last week kind of cemented it when we started our little Star Wars chat. And I was like, yes, this is what I, that was what I was looking for for a whole episode. So we're going to just go with it. We're going to go with Star Wars. We're going to, this, our nerd talk is all about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. May the force be with us. <laughs> May it be with us all. Yes. <laughs> um, but before we do that, I do want to say I do have a little bit of a disclaimer. So before we get into this week's episode, I do want to make it clear that the opinions that you're about to hear are our opinions and our opinions alone. And if you disagree with them, have a chat with us. But please don't jump in the comments or on Facebook to tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. So we're going to keep it fun, keep it kind, and let's keep toxic behaviour out of fandoms. So with that being said, shall we get into this week's nerd talk? Very good. Yeah. So yeah, with a lot of fandoms, there's... A lot of interesting takes and everyone's got an opinion so like I say with the internet as well everyone likes to share them so <clears throat> this is a, a subject that's very close to me and close to Sam as well I've been brought well I'll say brought up probably dragged up on Star Wars Um this is my childhood uh, like I say we even me and my friends close friends uh, do from time to time call it Star Wars day and have a full day of watching not all the Star Wars films, more the, the original trilogy. Um, can't really bring the prequels into them yet. Hopefully one day, but uh, still haven't forgiven them yet. But that'll probably be some of the things we'll talk about during this uh, this podcast. So yes, and we've actually thought we'd start off as well by ranking mm-hmm. all 11 films from our favourites to um, to our worst. So yeah, what we're going to do is... Yep, so what we'll do to start off, we'll go through mm-hmm. each of them from our top picks to our bottom and, um, like I say, see with how they're different, see if they are the same. So <laughs> my, my husband's not talking to me over mine, <laughs> so... <laughs> well, I say that's, that's always the thing. It's always down to opinions. Nobody, no one's wrong, no one's right, except if you've picked um, the Phantom Menace as your first pick, then you are wrong. Symbols. No, I, def- <laughs> I definitely, definitely did not. Um, but that's half the reason I put the disclaimer in is because I might upset a few people. And th- this is generally my top ranking. So, do you just shall I just run through mine? We'll go from them each together, so we'll see where the match up. Okay. So, so the, my first pick is mm-hmm. The Empire Strikes Back. This so is why Anthony Tottenham as well because right. my first pick is Rogue One. Right? No, not a bad pick. Um, like I say, close. Um, Empire Strike Back always stood out to me as, like, say the the better of the films and more interesting things did happen there. Funny enough, you say that dis- though. Mm-hmm. Sorry, were you going to say you disagree? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Don't disagree. It's just with Rogue One, it, I am more, I'm, I'm more connected to it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm more connected to the characters. I, I, I have, I, but all that we know that they don't survive. And if you know what, what they were doing in the first place, you, at the mm -hmm. beginning of the film, you knew they didn't survive. I just thought the characters were very interesting, very well written. And that's why it's my number one pick. Cool. So well, my number two, one. cool. My number two pick is Rogue One. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my number two pick is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> so you're yeah, pretty close. So we're both on the same way. I think. I think, like as you said, I think as you as you said perfectly with Rogue One, it was. If you take it out of the Star Wars universe, it is a, a, mm -hmm. a, a great sci-fi adventure action flick it's with amazing. interesting characters, ones you care about. So yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I'm on board with that. Um, yep. Cool. Empire Strikes Back is the, everything you said. It's is, the goth. It's the goth better. version of Star Wars. <laughs> Till Luke goes back. It is. it is, and this is the reason why Anth isn't talking to us for because I didn't put it as my number one pick, and I couldn't because then I'd be lying to myself because Rogue so, One is just very special. And mm -hmm. um, what's your number three? A New Hope. Wow, mine's Return of the Jedi. All oh, right, so you like the cuddly teddy bears then. I do. Um, I actually, up until up until a few years ago, always said that Return of the Jedi was my favourite because mm -hmm. I effing love the last scene with all the Ewoks and the <laughs> fighters. I do. I love it. I absolutely love that film. But mm. when I watched when I watched when I watched them again mm -hmm. years ago, like a few years ago, I, I generally like. Mm -hmm. Watched Empire Strikes Back in in like I I, I watched it in detail and yeah, yeah I, I, I that's I, I get it. Mm -hmm. What's your number four? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Into Force Awakens. Now right, okay. I know what I said. Now I know what I said last week. Mm -hmm. That I said that it was a carbon copy of a New Hope, but mm -hmm. that didn't mean I didn't like it. Yeah, and there is some there is some weak points in it and I'm sure mm. I'm going to get into it but there is some really strong points in it and it yeah. does have the Star Wars DNA running through it mm -hmm. so I really like this one you're going to hear my next one go on what's your next one <laughs> so my next one is um The Force Awakens so after the Jedi <laughs> <laughs> mine's Attack of the Clones <laughs> wow I love Attack of the Clones right. I absolutely adore it i cry when um is it this did they execute order 66 in this one or is it revenge of the sith i can't remember that's can revenge remember. of the sith revenge of the it sith is, isn't was, it? But that was it that's the when he kills the, the kills, kills the youngins the younglings oh yeah. my god that makes me cringe um no that it was because you got to see a um real life mm -hmm. version even though you see two seconds of kid Pistol, and i love Kid Fisto and um, oh, what's his name? Plo Koon. Mm -hmm. If you watch Clone Wars, they are they're in it more. But I just to see a live action version of them too, even just for a few seconds, loved mm -hmm. it. Loved. All them. right, cool. So was that your number five pick? Was it? Five, yeah, five. Yeah. So mine's a Force Awakens. Same, like with um, same with you, um. I enjoyed this. It, like I say, it got us excited for Star Wars again, which was quite an experience mm -hmm. in going to the midnight show on this. Um, the next one after that then is going to surprise you quite a lot. Because <laughs> my next pick is The Phantom Menace. Wow. Mine's I, a new hope. Yeah, right. 
so mine, the New Hope is a lot higher because that introduced us to Star Wars. Like I say, that was my gateway, New Hope. But The Phantom Menace does get a lot of hate for very good reasons, but also there's elements in it that I do enjoy, like the pod racing, um, like I say, the fight at the end with Darth Maul. The is fight still at the end. Me and Anth watched that on YouTube, just mm -hmm. that alone. There's, they've taken it and just put it on its own video, and it is one of the best fight scenes in Star Wars. Like, mm -hmm me on it because it really is it is tremendous the score that runs behind it mm -hmm. is just it makes you like goosebumps everywhere it is it's fantastic cool. i actually it's like lower down on my list actually so what was your number six um oh <laughs> oh no it's not it's phantom menace <laughs> <laughs> so so we're tied on the phantom menace at number six <laughs> oh hang on hang on no 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 what Two, three, four, five. No, New Hope was number six. My next one was Phantom Alright, yeah. so my next one might be a bit controversial, mm. was Solo. I really like this film. I really love this film. It's my <laughs> next, next one. It's my next one. Right. I absolutely love Solo. Mm -hmm. Why people said it was shite, I will never understand. The guy who played him mm -hmm. um, was fantastic. Seeing Chewie, mm -hmm. young Chewie, was mm -hmm. mint. Um, Daenerys was Awesome, is mm -hmm. uh, Kira. Yeah. And I just I want to know more about the Crimson Dawn. Yeah, and like I said, the guy was it Danny Glover? Not Danny. Was it Donald Glover who played uh, Donald Glover? Uh, Lando. Lando would done it well. I thought I'd say, and I might be seeing him again soon in the Lando mm -hmm. series that were that were being promised. So <clears throat> after number seven, Solo, uh, the Rise yeah, of the Skywalker, on. number eight. Mine's solo. That's yeah. it. Number so, eight solo. So I've got Rise of the Skywalker for number eight. Even though it, it tried to, like, for its faults, it did try to fix a lot of the problems that came before it. But I think mm -hmm. that was the detriment to the film, where it was trying yeah. to fix everything rather than actually be a cohesive Star Wars film, if that makes sense. Or no, cohesive. I, I can't, yeah. It was a. It, do you know what though? I felt really bad for Ryan Johnson because it felt like JJ came in and just went. Well, you know how you made him throw his lightsaber away in the last one. Well, guess what, bitch? He's gonna catch it in this one. Um, yeah. how you really hated Rose in the last one. Well, guess what? She ain't in this one. Like, yeah. do you know? What? <laughs> it just. It felt like JJ was just didn't like that. Didn't like that. Yeah. Didn't like. You know, he went in and corrected all. Um, my next choice is. Is uh, Rise of Skywalker. Cool. So my next, next one, one after that is Revenge of the Sith. Right. Would you know what? I'm starting to see a pattern here because every <laughs> time you pick one, that's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was my? No, mine was mine was Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Um. It's just, what was I going to, I've totally drawn a blank now because I've got a bit too carried away with the JJ thing. What's your next one after that? <laughs> so I've got Revenge of the Sith and my, that was mm -hmm. number nine. And then number 10 was The Last Jedi. Right. So my number nine is Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. My number 10 is The Last Jedi. Yeah. Cool. So my, pretty much the same. So my last pick, the one I didn't like the most, I think I've only ever seen it twice because I think it's, just a pointless film was Attack of the Clones. I didn't enjoy it one bit. I've, do you know what? I've completely messed my list up. 
<laughs> it's okay. I generally have. I really have. My last one was The Last Jedi. My mm -hmm. second off last one was Revenge of the Sith. And the one before that was The Rise of Skywalker. So I, I really have... have messed my list up. <laughs> can't even do a list right, but that's fine. <laughs> can't, even, can't even do a list right. Because that was it. I forgot a film. I forgot Phantom Menace. Yeah. So I know you did say that. I think that was number seven, I think, for you. I did, six. but I fitted that in because I just remembered that it existed. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh, oh my God, what is so, wrong with me? <laughs> so to run, run down my top 11, so Empire, Rogue One, New, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Phantom Menace, Solo, Rise of the Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, The Last Jedi and Attack of the Clones. So, right, so my worst mine, out of worst was a prequel, so yes. <laughs> ha, well mine was Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, A New mm -hmm. Hope, Phantom Menace, Solo, Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Well, from speaking to you last you. week, we, I, I, I would have probably bet that The Last Jedi was either the last or one of the bottom ones that uh, from the conversation yeah, we yeah. had. Definitely, and I was watching videos today, um, just watching the Skywalker saga, mm -hmm. just to remind myself of, because I've got a terrible memory, um, just to remind myself of everything, like just bits and pieces, like to make sure I've got talking points. Um, <laughs> and there, there is some, like there is some really strong parts in the Last Jedi, mm -hmm. um, but there, a lot of things are very questionable. Yeah. And I don't, and, and, and you can, like especially with uh, Laura Dern's character, she looked phenomenal. I yeah. thought she was going to be so much more than what she was, and the mm -hmm. the decision making she has throughout that film is just. It drags it on when in, if she just told Poe our original plan. Yeah. Would have been fine. It's, it's, it's one of them that they try to make the role bigger than it potentially was. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that was a problem with a lot of the, the new ones. Um, yeah. They were trying to stray a little bit away, but scared to go too far away. But again, forget the fundamentals, what Star Wars should be. It should be fun. Um, yeah. We're talking about... With, wars that are in space <laughs> that is so true so here's a question for you mm -hmm. what can you remember how you got into star wars because it's it's such an old like for us franchise that it was yeah. before we were born so normally i've got quite remember? a good memory of like like when i watch films for the first time because they have like imprints of memories but with star wars i just remember always being around in my childhood mm -hmm. Um, I think I remember getting the toys before actually uh, getting the actual into the films because um, I've got one here. Sorry, I'll just stretch here. If, if anyone can re remember this, it's it's an old-fashioned Rancor. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from Return of the Jedi. I'll put it on next because I'm going to end up knocking the wires off. But because um, like the old figures. Um, my dad used to bring them in in a little white box and he used to open the boxes and I think a lot of the toy shops to sell them off cheap um, it was like kind of like surprises so you'd want on the like the kind of like boards that you, that you could have got like in the originals these were like the off off cuts so um, my dad used to come in and bring them in um, I remember having the Millennium Falcon like um, originally um, and always losing the front bit because everything used to not quite fit perfectly uh, used to go in, used to have to proper force it in to keep it in. Um, but that was probably my gateway into the Star Wars, then seeing the film. And just, I remember just 
not seen anything like it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the characters as well, like were so relatable and like fun and like you, I know it sounds weird, but everyone seemed to be having fun while on screen as well. Um, and then as soon as you heard the breathing, like. And you see him come down the steps. The, like it was terrifying. Like I remember, like having nightmares about Darth Vader. And then when I'm getting a little bit older as well, wanting to either fight Darth Vader or be Vader, depending on what, if I was being an arsehole that day. Or not. <laughs> um, yeah, totally, totally understand that. But what about like yourself? Vader just comes out. I'm exactly like you. So I am in a way because I can't. Re- I, I generally can't remember the first time that I watched, mm-hmm. like the films. Um, but the toys, mm-hmm. it was the toy factor. So I am, I, I, up until I was about six, six year old, I was an only child and I had an older cousin who I spent 90% of my day with. So mm-hmm. whatever he was into, I was into, and he was into Star Wars, Megaly, like he had the Millennium, Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. he had all the figures, um, he had all sorts. And so because we spent 90% of our day together, they then became my toys. Mm-hmm. And I grew and I grew up with them and just constantly having them on us all the time. And yeah. if I'm, if I'm, I do remember, I can't remember watching the film, but I do remember always watching the Ewok film with my granddad. <laughs> right, yes. Was that something, the moon of Endor or something like that? Somewhere. Yeah, it's on, yeah. I think it's on Disney Plus now. You it's can on all Disney the, Plus now. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. I haven't quite brought myself to watch it because I think I'll I'll get emotional over it because I do remember watching it with them constantly. Like my granddad probably like if he was alive today, it would be a massive nerd. Yeah. Because he was into like <laughs> he was into Star Wars, he was into yeah. wrestling, um he always like if I had an interest, he then got an interest, like mm-hmm. he was interested in it and um he was uh, I just if I was if I if I had to put money on it the first yeah. time I would have watched Star Wars would probably have been with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I generally cannot remember. But then I kind of, when I grew Ghostbusters kind of took over my world mm-hmm. when I finally found a collection of my own that wasn't his, that wasn't yeah. my cousin's. And that just took over everything. So Star Wars became a back burner mm-hmm. and really then just sat on the shelf until... When did when I when I remember I just had my ears syringed and I was listening to the radio in the doctor's reception and heard that Disney had bought Lucasfilms for for was a four point something billion. Oh, it was stupid money, but like I say, yeah, they got everything like Indiana Jones and everything in within it, yeah. didn't they? So yeah. And I remember listening to that and going, "Wow." That's that was something that was that, quite that recent though, as well though. That was only a few years ago. Compared, comparatively. Yeah. It was it, it definitely it it wasn't it wasn't that long ago, um. But yeah, and I remember listening to that going, wow, that that's something special. And then I ended up revisiting it again, and just starting to get me me love and passion from mm-hmm. like as an adult into it now. Like yeah. so, it didn't. It, it, I did go and see. I did go and see the prequels mm-hmm. with my friends. I think your wife might have came to one of them. Right. And Tom was definitely there mm-hmm. when we went to see Revenge of the Sith because he told one of my friends, I'll tell you who it was later, but he told one of my friends that if she didn't stop asking questions, 
he was going to physically remove her. <laughs> she was being an absolute nightmare. She kept asking where Luke and Leah was, where Darth Vader was. She was really starting to get on everyone's nerves. And I think Tom was the one who eventually snapped. Um, so I did go and see all the prequels, but <laughs> it was just because mm. they were on. I, I really wasn't like in, I wasn't into it. Didn't buy into as the, to what I was at yeah. yet. Um, yeah, no, and but it wasn't until I found out that Disney were going to be doing with Disney had bought the Lucas franchise, and I was like, oh god, that actually means so like something's going to happen, mm-hmm. like something's going to really happen, and it's going to be yeah. big. And I was like, I went back and watched the like watched the original trilogy, and mm-hmm. it just grew from there, and it's like it's took over me life really. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm one of these ones that was lucky when I was younger. I saw the the Star Wars when they before they were tinkered with as well. Um, because as we know through the years, George Lucas doesn't mm-hmm. know like to let, let things lie, and he's played about with Star Wars so many times and changed elements or added stuff. Which mm-hmm. to me, like I say, as a purist, I always prefer the original. Like I say, I know the biggest argument with all fanboys now is who shot first. To me, it's always going to be Han. Han did shoot first. If you're watching that original cut as well. Mm-hmm. That, that was always his character as well. He was a, a lovable rogue, but he, you have to admit he was a pirate at the, at the, at the start. And with mm-hmm. all the characters in Star Wars as well, going from even in the later ones, they all go on the journey, uh, like I say, and change and move on with, with yeah. the journey as well. Like at the start of uh, A New Hope, Princess Leia starts as, as a damsel, damsel in distress. Then by the time we get into Empire and... Uh, in Jedi, she's no longer a damsel in dress. She's the badass princess that is looks after herself. She was probably one of the. Um, I'm not saying she would was the first, but one of the first female empowerment for women of nerds. Because at that time, they didn't really have anything. I think really, potentially no, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, but again, I wrote a, a, I a very wrote a sexy. Article. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very sexy way. Um, <laughs> I wrote a full article just after Carrie Fisher died about not appreciating what I had in front of us as a child to actually look up to mm-hmm. because I didn't, um, I didn't see Leah as a, a strong female because at the time I was very much boy-centric. So mm-hmm. all of my heroes were men and I never looked towards a woman Mm-hmm. to be that hero figure and mm-hmm. she was there the whole time and yeah. I never I, I, I took it for granted and then she was gone mm-hmm. and I and I, I wrote a full article about how I, I'm so disappointed in myself that I never never saw her for what she was as a young child because maybe maybe with you know oh God, this sounds so stupid but maybe <laughs> with her guidance I might have made some Different decisions. Yeah, you can can always look back at certain things and and say this is turning points or this could have changed and stuff. But that's 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 just general living. Like I say, you can get through that. But Mm -hmm. um, but she was like I say, as I said, even from my perspective, I could see what influences she was having on like like especially nerds and one of my good friends, uh, Joe. She absolutely worships and she's like a, a bigger Star Wars fan than me, she watches Star Wars religiously and like I say, she always quotes Carrie Fisher as well. So um, it, it gives 
like I said, and that sounds weird, give people hope at the time as well. So that, that's always yeah. the thing. But that's no, it, it, something beautifully that gonna... Star Wars did as well. Like some of the characters yeah. uh, everyone could relate to. Like I know as a weird kid, I used to always be drawn to C-3PO for some reason. <laughs> so I always, I used to always like him and used to get his like, his, his point of view, how he used to always be frustrated and not wanting to go into like the danger zone. But um, I, I like that, that even the robots had their own personalities and used to even I get a, attached even to R2's beeps and you knew when he was distressed or if he was happy. Yeah, and, and I, was, am, um, I am a droid bitch. <laughs> that is the only way to describe me. I am a droid bitch. I am so drawn to droids. They remind me so much of just <laughs> animals because they all have their own little individual personalities from KTOSO, who is my all-time favorite droid and it's not because of alan alan turdick who does his voice mm-hmm. well it is really let's be honest <laughs> it is because he really brings him to life he's he's yeah. just a fantastic character but and it's bb8 yeah. bb8 is like one of if not one of my favorite droids i have not in here um in my husband's computer room which is another nerd room we have two mm-hmm. i have mine he has his but he still has because i'm decorating this room soon he mm-hmm. has all of my droids and my big bb8s in there mm-hmm. and I I, I I love it so much i hid the remote so i never use it and it never breaks <laughs> <laughs> i've got the little one that um i think it was about it came out and uh, you it matches up to your mobile phone and you can yeah, basically I, roll about so i think it's just there but see if i can get it i'm knocking everything up there's spider gone oh there's batman gone yep so oh yeah i i, I didn't want him i wanted the one where his head because i've got the one where his head can come off it's like a magnet magnus mm-hmm. because he's bigger carolyn's got the really big one mm-hmm. from the disney store but mm-hmm. the only thing that put us up about him was that he only rolled one way yeah, with that one I can get mine to roll everywhere, mm-hmm. but hers only went one way. But mm-hmm. it was bigger, and I was like, "Oh, it's the it's the rolling bit." I chased my cat all around. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Um, but droids are my are my thing. Apart from C three PO, right? Even though he even though he is on my keys, <laughs> I have key. I have my key cut has C three PO on one side and R two D two on the other. Mm-hmm. Um. And but he he really does annoy the pants out of us. <laughs> I saw him. Uh, I saw Anthony Daniels. It, me and Carolyn went to Star Wars Celebration. That was that was so that was amazing. We went in 2016 to Star Wars Celebration Europe down in London, and it was just as Rogue One was coming out. Mm-hmm. So the Friday night they had Rogue One mm-hmm. on the, as a panel, but we we were only there on the Saturday, mm-hmm. and the Saturday was. Um, Star Wars Rebels panel um, and a chat with Anthony Daniels and there was another one I don't think we went to but the Anthony Daniels one was hosted by Warwick with Warwick Davis who is just the ultimate sweetheart like Mm -hmm. that man is just lovely but Anthony Daniels came across as a bit of a creep (laughs) like really creepy like there was some bits in it me and Carolyn were really uncomfortable with Um, he's just too over friendly uh, oh, wow. But the but the rebels one we only went because we when we went to go and get times and uh, for it we we just went we we hadn't watched rebels mm-hmm. but the experience of being in there was unreal so they announced then that General Thorn 
-hmm. was coming to Rebels. Yeah. And you had uh, Sam which were on the stage, who was the voice of um, Darth Maul in mm -hmm. the animated series. You had um, Dave Filoni, who was mm -hmm. the creator behind Rebels and Clone Wars. And there was another voice character actor who I can't remember, but watching, this, this, is, this is programs that are mainly aimed for kids, but there was thousands upon thousands of adults Mm -hmm. stood up the room was black because they'd had it on the and made the announcement general thorns picture came up and thousands of adults on their feet with lightsabers in the air screaming the place down me and carolyn were like mm -hmm. what the fuck <laughs> is going on i was like, jesus christ because it was it honestly it was electric yeah the atmosphere when they did that announcement was electric it was one of the highlights mm -hmm. of my weekend was being in that room with them people finding out that General Thorne was coming to Rebels. It was unreal, absolutely oh. unreal. That it was, was such a good weekend. Um, we Mark Hamill was there, Carrie Fisher was there. Carrie, they did the Carrie Fisher Diaries on the Sunday, but we weren't there for that. But what we what we did do, and we will always say that we met, we got to meet Mark Hamill because we saw him in another room <laughs> While we turned a corner, and that's our introduction to Mark Hamill. Bless you. <laughs> but Star Wars Celebration Europe, or even Celebration, if you get ever get a chance to do one, absolutely fantastic weekend. Everyone was lovely. We never had one bad experience. It was just great from start to finish. The only downside is that you're constantly on the go. You just knackered, like absolutely mm. knackered by the end of it. But yeah, celebration was good. Cool. Glad you enjoyed it. No, it sounds like you had a good time. But um, like I said, talking about the, the film side of things, I know there's been a lot of ups and downs through the years. A lot of the fans have vented and there has been a lot of things that me personally think there was either missteps. Um, I know, like I said, when George Lucas went back and re-tinkered uh, with the original trilogy before he brought out um, the the prequels, shall we say, like the things that added in, there was elements that like, so you didn't need, because like, see, I know like originally there was a lot of practical effects, which Arthur used to love, but then they changed it up and brought a lot of CGI elements in, which in some cases tidied the things up, but then when they tried to add in things like the cantina scene, they added a singer that didn't need it to be in, they added a scene where, uh, I think it was in New Hope, where, Han was talking with Jabba the Hutt and he kind of walked mm -hmm. over him. I know he was originally in as a, as a quite a stout bloke, but that he was quite actually. He, he makes Jabba react. That mm -hmm. was it. He walks on Jabba's tail and he makes Jabba go, oh, yeah. and react. And that wasn't in the original cut. Mm -hmm. um, I generally thought a couple of years ago I bought the original cut on VHS because I have a VHS player and I'm more than happy to buy if I see anything that I want. Mm -hmm. And I was at a, a convention and this guy who was with me and Carolyn, it was Carolyn was selling our artwork and the guy who was next to us had VHSs and I was like, do you know what, if that Star Wars one's there, as I'm sure I saw original written on the side and I was like, I, if it's still there, by the end of the day, I'm buying it and he overheard us and he kept it and so I bought it at the end of the day thinking I'd bought an original without it being tampered with. Did I shit? <laughs> I did not. I was devastated. <laughs> no, I think the original's like, because there was, um, I don't think, I remember the videos, because I know when they brought out them on DVD and Blu-ray, 
there was mm-hmm. actually a Blu-ray release where there was the original cut and uh, the the unedited that came out not too long ago. Um, because I, I remember watching it because when me and because when the, even again when it came out on Blu-ray again, they re-edited and added new things, more sound effects this time. Because like I see, I think in the and Return of the Jedi, they had uh, added in now when uh, what was it? Darth Vader uh, and when he when he when Darth Vader turns back to the good side um, and throws the Emperor over this over the rails when the original cut we just it was just basically looked at Luke looked at the Emperor looked at Luke looked at the Emperor then just then you see him go towards it where mm-hmm. they added in now he goes no 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 and it's like we're there because we were watching going that wasn't in in when we watched it originally. So it's like little things that's been added in, which you might not have, like if you haven't seen the original cut, you might not mm-hmm. notice, but it's kind of stuff that they don't need. Um, mm-hmm. It's like what I used to lo- love about the, how the, about the original three as well was how sci-fi it looked, but everything looked like it had been put together in a way. Like um, the Millennium Falcon, looked like a hunk of rubbish that had been put together to fly. The Star Destroyers looked functional and like mm-hmm. pointy and jaggedy and nothing yeah. was smooth. Like even the yeah. Death Star, like say the way that was put together and um, like I say, to me it looked like a star, but still like quite like retro and not built where the thing that confused me a lot about the prequels was all mm-hmm. of them had these new star fighters or star uh, new things that look so yeah. shiny look so smooth so modern mm-hmm. it was like with a this was before they've got these now the, the things that they're using looks more space age than than they've got in the future yeah that did confuse only, me a little bit towards i I, I totally get yeah no i totally get that but when it comes to the prequels i always see it as a it's a starting of a it's not the starting it is where the world was, it you know that it wasn't ravished so much by, mm-hmm. um, by the emperor or anything like that. So the, the advancements might have been better than what they were later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do get what you mean. The one thing that really bothers us about the prequels is the CGI effects because when you're watching it now on a 4K telly, it's so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like it totally takes you out of it because watching Jar Jar walk with um, with Qui-Gon is, is unsettling because it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just, something about it just doesn't look right. And you know my love for Jar Jar. True. And I think that's the one thing Lucas was very clever about when he made the original films. And um, to the detriment of some of the, some of the films later on, he realised the markability of what he had with Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. I know when in his original deal that when when he produced the films, he went, I want full um, license over all merchandise, all like wow. toys and action figures. So when he was getting later on, like say not so much, um, well, even Empire Strikes Back, some of the vehicles and some of the things he brought in looked amazing, not very user-friendly, user like them at-bats on the ice streets, <laughs> like giant camels. Um, you know that was yeah. just a, made for a toy. But... It looked cool, but then he gets the uh, Return of the Jedi, and then he brings in like say Ewoks, um, like and speeders, speed bikes, which again 
oh cool but you know they were there not to tell a story point but to sell oh yeah sell action figures stupid. and toys he was definitely not stupid in his decision making over toys he knew like look at um look at he-man mm-hmm. look at the he-man franchise that started off as a toy Yep. And then went into a show and everything mm-hmm. and but the toy the toy at the time was massive. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the He-Man figures to the the Star Wars ones, yeah. The not the mold of them is not very different. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from obviously the muscle side of it. So we knew what he was heading <laughs> for. They looked similar but very different in size wise because no, like, uh, I think the Star Wars figures were like always matchbox size. They were they were about the, yeah, but like I don't know, I, I I know what I mean when I'm saying mm-hmm. it in my head, but you know the toy side of it was going to be, it was a given, it was a money-making given because of the likes of He-Man who was doing brilliantly in toy sell, on toy sales, he was going to make his money back somehow. Mm-hmm. Like He generally believed that, and that all of them did, that this was a B-movie at best. True, but then my argument for that is, not argument, sorry, my, what, what kind of my great, so we say, he carried through with the other films, like the prequels, so we say, and he brought characters and elements into it again, mm-hmm. not to serve a story, but to sell toys. Because uh-huh. I know you love them, and like I say, I, again, I've got made not major issues, but my disappointment is if you take Jar Jar Binks out of that film, it makes absolutely zero difference to the film. He's, he is in there just as the comedy character to sell toys and he falls flat for me in that element uh, again it, if you had done it a different way potentially or done it a less in your face way yeah certainly and again this has even come from someone that like say i didn't mind the pod racing element even though again the pod racing element he, he, he knew that was going to be a selling toys and b he'll make a computer game out of that because <laughs> and he did because yeah. I did when um so my nickname for a very long time mm-hmm. was Qui-Gon mm-hmm. by my parents. It was an inside joke. They used to call us Qui-Gon Jin mm-hmm. because I always had me hair. I used to have really long, long brown hair and I always had it tied up at the back. Mm-hmm. Like literally just pulled up and I have the front bit down. Um I'm not doing it now because I've just spent ages doing my hair. And mm-hmm. um and there is a photograph of me in Florida on a pod racing game <laughs> and I got called Qui-Gon Jinn but I still sometimes get called it when I have my hair in that way and mm. um, but yeah and so he did he made video games out of it I love Jar Jar I love him now <laughs> I did not so much in the beginning I can understand where it come where the, where the hatred comes from I love the episode of Spaced um, I think it's in series two where he's where Tim's not over the Phantom Menace <laughs> and they keep saying, but it was over a year ago and he's going, but Jar Jar. I think when I've got old, I've revisited and I t- if I watch it for what it is, like say, it's a kid's film uh, mm-hmm. set in Star Wars, but I think with me growing up with the, the original three, I hated it more when I first saw it because it was so different to the Star Wars that I knew. And they've tried changing elements of it or trying to change the history of Star Wars um, by adding new things in. Like, I know I joked about it last week, but I fucking can't stand mini Chlorins and the whole explanation how that's forced. I liked it just being as this mystical thing where, 
like say yeah. you tapped into nature and stuff not where yeah, it's in your I blood and and I totally the whole get that. and elements that's what I love about um, Rogue One when you mm -hmm. meet, um, oh God, what's his name? Because mm -hmm. he's not a Jedi, but he, he's tapped into the Force. And yeah. it's almost like a spiritual thing. Is that Danny O's character? Danny O's, was yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, I absolutely loved him. Why can't I remember what his character's name is? Um, but yeah, he was. It was almost like a spiritual thing because he wasn't Jedi. He wasn't a Jedi. Yeah. yeah. But he was. He was tapped into the Force. Um, and that character was brilliant. And I'll, to be honest, there's not one character in that I do not absolutely love. But that's um, why Rogue One works so well. Because in theory, that film shouldn't work. Because we know the ending of that film. And we know how yeah, you, it's yeah. going to... But they the broke it down. They made, the, made the story very simple. They made it mm -hmm. like a, a lost daughter and a lost father. And again, they brought that feelings in. They brought the characters so well. And... You wanted each one of them to survive, and but yes, at the end, you did. and I'll like say other than when they've revisited uh, the kind of like the, the tunnel scene at, on uh, the Mandalorian season two with Luke mm -hmm. taking the Vader's place, but on Rogue One at that end when you see Vader coming and be fucking full Vader as well, that is amazing. That's what we wanted for so yeah. many Star Wars films we wanted to see and they why people down. feared Vader because like, say fair enough you see him battle Luke a little bit but you never see the true why no. people are terrified of Darth Vader yeah. so much and in that one moment you realise that no one wanted to mess with him because he yeah. could just, just take out you so easily but yeah definitely that that's was one of the scene mm -hmm. that's the that's the reason Anthony watched it for is because <laughs> of that end scene because yeah. it is absolutely spectacular. Like you are, the minute that red light comes on from his mm -hmm. saber, you are in, either you're doing it externally or internally, but you are screaming <laughs> out loud because it is so impactful. But they, you, I remember saying to my mum, because my mum's a Star Wars fan, um, not, not so much now, but she used to be like, I mean, she would always have a time where she'd be, she would do a Star Wars marathon but she would like break it up into like, um, like every week, every weekend or something. She would watch one, um, and I remember describing Rogue One to her, and I says, "Oh, we're going to watch Rogue One. It's new Star Wars, and it's um, it's about them getting the plans for the Death Star." And she went, "Well, they all, we're all going to die." Exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> like she knew before we even started watching. And I was like, "Yes, but you get to you get to meet those people who were so heroic yeah. to actually go ahead and do it and." generally do care about them and just for a throwaway line in star wars as well because when mm -hmm. you think about it, when they originally uh, when they originally said it, it's like um when they get off um it doesn't look so bad and they get keep your mouth shut people died to get us this that's i know it's mm -hmm. not exact but that's pretty much the, like say the only thing that gets referenced about and they made mm -hmm. a film off that line off that yeah. one line yes and that to me just blows my head, mind. And like, see, when you go through all the Star Wars films, I know, like, say, I put it as number one, Empire Strike Backs for me has everything. Um, mm -hmm. like, I know at the end, it, it is just a continuation. You don't really get a true ending because, like, see, you kind of just end like that. But then you get yeah. the revolution, like, say, I know the big one, it's Luke, I am your father, Obi Wan 
basically lied to you kind of way that uh, Darth Vader didn't, well, his dad didn't die, Anakin didn't die. He was just uh, turned into uh, the force that was Vader. Um, and even the, the start, that battle of the Hoth, um, the Hoth, sorry, battle of the Hoth, uh, yeah. <laughs> on the ice planet, I've not seen a better ba- a battle scene done in the Star Wars universe than that. I know they try to recreate it like with the uh, the red and the sand pits um, and the salt, the salt was, pits. I actually found that quite beautiful, that scene mm-hmm. there. And it's probably just because of the coloration of the mm-hmm. red and the white. And it was pretty beautiful. But I get why that Battle of Hoth is just Hoth itself, like Wampus Man or Womp Womp. <laughs> um, Disney, Disney store at the moment are obviously closing down in the UK and they're branching out more in their online store, and a lot of the um, a lot of the merchandise from um, Batu, which is the Star Wars place in Disneyland, um, they're bringing it to the store. And there is a Wampa, <laughs> big ass Wampa. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Carolyn last night. I was like, I'm so tempted. <laughs> Honestly, if my if my MOT goes the way it goes, I'm either getting a salacious crumb or I'm getting a Wampa. <laughs> I'm doing it. Well, yeah. Um... Um, I'm a proper sucker for stuff like that, mind. <laughs> the see me coming. Um, there's a reason Jar Jar exists. <laughs> you People are like the, me. You are the mark there. But no, I am. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like I said, that just like say, brings back good memories. And that's when we get first uh, introduced in Orlando and uh, like I say, in Sky City and how he gets double crossed and then the triple cross. Um, and poor C-3PO gets taken apart and Chewie starts uh, fighting all the other robots to try and put them back together. Uh, <laughs> Chewie ran the most unsung hero of them all. Me and Anth were talking about this because it's a question I'm going to ask you, actually. Mm-hmm. Would you, What would you have liked to have seen different in the Star Wars movies? And the reason I asked this for is because me and Anth were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. We, in Force Awakens, when instead of Ray fighting mm-hmm. Kylo at the end, mm-hmm. should have been Chewie. Because he killed Han. That would, have been, that would have been spectacular. The tap that Ray getting her force um, enlightenment as quickly as she did was not great. A day one Jedi going mm-hmm. against a Sith Lord who'd you know, had so much training that she should never have been able to beat him and it was too quickly done if they had just pushed it a little bit mm-hmm. and let Chewie take that fight. Possibly. That I think, amazing. yeah, I think what they tried hinting at, but I don't think they ever got to, is that Kylo never really put his, wouldn't ever fight everything into it because he had his, had them feelings for Rhea. So that potentially what they were hinting at and what we kind of got at the end, but I don't think it was ever fully realised. I could see no. them trying that, but um, things I probably would have changed. Um, I probably would have had Han dying um, in either Jedi or Empire. would have had a more impact. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't mind. I no. really am glad he didn't because... No. The, I think I the, think it needed a bigger death, though. I think that's the thing we did. Yeah. I know we got Vader death, but there was no sacrifice on... On their side. Yeah, there wasn't no, and it, it would have been impactful. But I am really glad that Harrison Ford took it out for Return of the Jedi because mm-hmm. he's fantastic in that film. He's absolute. That it for me, it's like 
he's just he's kind of let go of it because mm-hmm. he does he, he always comes like has a little bit of intensity about him yeah and it's like he just he let go and it, you saw it in Force Awakens he was so relaxed because he mm-hmm. knew he was gonna die <laughs> but he was, <laughs> he was so relaxed it was yeah. it was a, it was a pleasure to watch him but I think again the bigger one I've in um not the Force Awakens um Try and think of the name of it now. It because it, it wasn't uh, was it the thingy of the Jedi? I'm oh, trying to get me list up. Sorry, my brain's made it dead. Uh, the last Jedi where we lose Luke in the most anticlimactic way. I would have liked to see him go yeah. out as a Skywalker on his shields. Yeah. I'm glad we got the Mandalorian to bring back to know what kind of a badass that actually Skywalker was. Um, mm. Again. Little thing, well, not little things. I would have let, um, like I say, Princess Leia die in space. That whole her using the force oh, powers to survive space gosh. and come back and what go in the coma. What was that scene? Was, what was that scene where she flies through space? What, yeah. Did they not look at that and go, "Hang on a minute, mm-hmm. that looks ridiculous"? How did they think that was okay? Yeah. But again, again no. I understand what you're saying, but Chewie. You, he didn't really get his time to shine. You don't see him go full Wookiee on someone no. <laughs> and start batting no, people around it. And it would have made more sense for him. That was the time. Like, mm-hmm. Hannah just been taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the time for him to, like, just go full force. And we honestly think with the rage he would have felt mm-hmm. that he would have annihilated Kylo, like, at least marked him to where he was mm-hmm. scared because he... I don't think the rear fight scared him as much as what, yeah, it, what it could have. But mm-hmm. I just, it was too soon for Rey to to tap into the Force mm-hmm. because she literally was a day old Jedi. Like she she had no physical training whatsoever. I generally do believe that she got a lot when her and Kylo were um, when he was trying to get into her mind to find out where Luke was. I do generally believe that he unleashed a lot in her. Yeah. at that time so there was potential there so a, a fight wouldn't have been that you know it, a fight mm-hmm. could have happened but i don't think to the level of the fight scene that they had at the end should she yeah. have ever been able to pick that lightsaber up true but i think the thing that happens at the end where when she's down and all the jedis come back to her and tell them <gasps> with her again what a wasted uh, opportunity that was I see. I, I disagree because I think it was no, bre- like because it was that's... beautiful. It was beautiful though. It mm-hmm. was really beautiful. But there is a fan clip online where they're all standing behind her. Yeah, but you don't need to see that. That's oh, I, I, I do. I, but in my like the way I got it, the way it come across to me is she was down, and then all the Jedi's were saying were there with you, and mm-hmm. then she pops up because they've given. That energy, and that's where she could. Let's say that's where she can fight from. And again, I I did get that. I did resonate with that. And I know, as you said, would you have seen that again? It would have been. I, I don't think I would have had more of an impact because, like, yeah, it's it's sometimes with me. It's what I don't see gets gets yeah, us. Like, I, I like to use my own imagination with a lot of things. You don't have to put things so blatantly uh, out uh, there. Just tell me and let no, me think no. about. No, I do get that. That scene is absolutely beautiful when you can hear them. Like, mm-hmm. And I heard Ahsoka's voice in there and mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> who you didn't hear though was Mace Windu. 
which I thought was very clever. Um, mm -hmm. But I would have just loved it. The, the, the fan edit that someone did was just, you, can, you don't see them while they're talking, but at the end when she rises up, they're all standing behind her. And that just, that was so impactful. But then they just fade and then she starts fighting off the emperor. Another thing I would have potentially changed was the whole emperor Palpatine. <laughs> like, yeah. That bring it. I would have loved that Snoke was an actual fact for the, the main bad guy yeah. and not the emperor. They did not use him to his full potential. Or even just a clone of the emperor. Because like you say, they've been going for the clones rather than have him mm -hmm. survive because that and living on this far off world that no one knew about uh, that build up this arsenal it's it's like yeah it's like it's this like, massive massive sith following where yeah. they just came out of absolutely nowhere <laughs> mm -hmm. but then it's a it's a kevin smith argument all over again uh, like when they build the death star and they blew it up was it was was everyone there who worked for the federation or was it subcontractors or <laughs> how that that's the thing did did the blow up innocent people but how how like say because we know how from even from the star Wars games like building these massive fleets and building them how mm -hmm. many people it takes um how all of a sudden does just by force power that he's got this armory that could take over the world and only thing I didn't like, well, kind of annoyed us about the prequels, not the prequels, the sequels, was the main bad guys flitting from being good, bad. I know it's a cliche. Make your bad guys bad. Make your good guys good. And that When the guy, the Weasley from uh, the Harry Potter series, uh, the general, I can't remember his name now, who turned out to be the spy who, who wanted just uh, Kylo Ren gone. Uh, that, that didn't... Oh, Dominic... Um... Dominic Gleeson. Is it Dominic Gleeson yeah. or is that his dad? Oh, no, I don't think it's... Um, yeah, I think it's Donnell his dad. Donnell Gleeson or something. Dominic's his dad. Dom Donnell Gleeson. He's such a good actor. He that, That's that um, first order, you know, when he's doing the the, um, the public speaking thingy with the first order around him. It's so mm. Hitlerified. It's fucking terrifying. And mm. um, he was such a good bad guy, though. Yeah, but the, again, him. I felt like they wasted him. The same with, um, mm -hmm. like I say, General Chrome. Uh, what was she called? Uh, Chrome head. Uh. <laughs> what a waste of a character. Yeah. I was, when they showed, the, because of, I am a huge Gwendolyn Christie fan, and when they showed the um, promotional pictures of Captain Plasma, I was fucking on it. Like, oh, this is amazing. My Brianna Tarth is going to be a mm -hmm. fucking stormtrooper. And, um, and she, was, she was hardly in it. Mm -hmm. That yeah, it, thing with Finn, the second one was pitiful. Yeah, it's she a There was, like I said, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of good ideas, and a lot of things that just never panned out or went with them. They were more concentrating on love stories, and again, we don't. I know as a fan, you've got to give us texture and context, but we're, we're going to see a film that's called Star Wars. We want to see fucking Star Wars, not who's going to fall in love with this person or this person yep. now loves this person. Um, yeah. that was that, too that, much, there was too much concentrated on that in the new ones as well because they yeah. were like, well, Finn and Poe and Finn and Ray and Poe and Ray and it's like, no, no, why can't they just be friends? Like, what's wrong with friendship? That was the whole point of the originals. They were friends and Lando makes that point at the end. He's like, you know, we only did this because we had our friends. Yeah. It's fucking friendship. It's not a love fest. Like, yeah. oh. But um, again, 
going back to the prequels, like, again, when I first came out, they were the most disappointing things I've seen, like cinema, because it was pretty much like the not the same story. But uh, if you ever watch a film called Fanboys, uh, my favorite film is one of my favorites. It's hilarious. It is just a take of like say some nerds what trying to decide that they want to go and see. Uh, Star Wars. It's not the most happiest of films during the story, but um, it's the, one the of if, my favorite films ever because but, it is just a representation mm-hmm. of my life. True, but like I say, the end scene fits in perfectly as how we felt after, like just before the Phantom Menace, like waiting in queue. If this was years in the making, like we were saying, this is going to change everything. And then they just turn around to each other and go, what happens if it's not very good? And we had to realise that. We had to relive that. They just give that little tease. Because I know um, mm-hmm. it did get a lot of negative. Uh, it wasn't what we wanted. wasn't what we expected. We got it. Um, but again, would you change it? Probably yeah. not because we've got there. We've got, we've got the main thing. Lucas had his idea. I'm glad... In a way, he didn't get any control over the the, the three that came after because I reckon there would have been more of a car crash than there were. At least, at least the Force Awakens was a decent film, a standalone. Yeah. Like I say, we got something that was a bit special. And when I came out the cinema after seeing the Force Awakens, I felt I've seen a Star Wars film. I've enjoyed that. Yeah. I had like goosebumps. I didn't get that too much with the two that came after, but. Um, Rise of Skywalker I kind of got a bit of I got a bit feels through that mind there was a lot that was wrong with it but there was a lot that was right with it and Mm -hmm. but it didn't obviously give us the same as The Force Awakens Um, the the one thing with the prequels though is the writing the dialogue itself the acting of Hayden Christensen and Pinocchio himself I want to be a real man (laughs) and Natalie Portman are absolutely horrendous but what I absolutely love is that how much shit that man got for them films that his acting now the dialogue's not his fault but the delivery is and it was horrendous, but what I no, love is... There was no passion it, at all in them films. No, when it was so... It, no. Honestly, it was, it was like you programmed a computer to say it. It was so bad. Yeah, but to be fair, Hayden I, got paid. That's all he cared about. Hayden got paid. But he got so much shit for that. It really did put his career on a, on a bit of a downward spiral. But what is so beautiful is that when they announced last year that he is going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series as Darth Vader the love that that the community has given to him is absolutely unreal when he went to Star Wars celebration for the 40th anniversary mm-hmm. the amount of love that that man got was unreal like I think he was so nervous about going because he knows what the Star Wars community think of him. It is no different than what the Batman community think of George Clooney so he knows what he would be walking into and what he got was the complete opposite because I think people have realised that he was a child. <laughs> he was a child when he did these. And all he did was follow a direction. And whatever we got on the screen was approved by an adult. Mm-hmm. Very it was much so. not his fault. Yeah. No, there was, as I said, a lot of questionable decisions I probably wouldn't have kept in. I know they try to 
keep things in, like having Anakin build CPO didn't make any sense at all. Um, <laughs> having R2 being there as well. I know they wanting to keep all the elements with them, but tell different stories, mm -hmm. tell different things. Like I say, the more interesting things for the prequels were the bits that, like I say, they, they took out, like Darth Maul was an amazing bad guy. Tell me more about him. Uh, Quite God Jin, Liam Nelson's character, was an interesting character. Um, so good. And like I say, the battle scene Jedi. at the end, uh, seeing uh, Obi-Wan being reckless. Um, like I say, Ewan McGregor wasn't a bad Obi-Wan, and I'm glad he is returning. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing how long uh, you can age in Tatooine. <laughs> going from his his then to what uh, Alex Guinness looked like in, in A New Hope. Um, hope they do age him a little bit, but... Um, I just I, I love you and McGregor and I love his commitment to the character as well. He's like oh, he was having so much who, fun. He was having so yeah, much fun. I remember definitely. interviews interviews when he was producing the film and he was talking about lightsaber fights and he was doing like hand movements and he was getting mm -hmm. I just do this automatically now and it's like you could tell he he loved yeah. being it. It just but that's what I was, love about actors. Yeah, I wish Sorry. he was given better though. That's the thing. That's why yeah, now. Going forward, we've been given a blueprint. Um, yeah. I know we're not going to talk about the TV stuff too much, um, just because, no, no. like, say, with the blueprint going forward, with how the I know it's cheesy, says the Mandalorian showing us the way of how to do Star Wars and do it in the way that needs to be done. So telling Star Wars, uh, Star Wars tales in that universe with different that doesn't have to be about the Force or doesn't have to be uh, like, say, the Skywalker mm -hmm. thing, where I think in the past they've been scared to go away from these characters. Yeah. I don't think they're that scared anymore. I know they've dipped their no. toes in their stuff like Solo, which again, as it was said at the start, I like Solo. I know I've got I really panned. Like um, but as a, as a straight film, it's fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's got characters in that, to be fair, the poor young lad that was on Hiding and Nothing to play young Harrison Ford, he was going to get compared and slated even if he was brilliant. He wasn't bad, I really enjoy his performance. I really enjoy him. I think he's absolutely fantastic. He had a lot riding on his shoulders. He had Harrison Ford sitting on his shoulders. That is a big weight to carry. Like you've got Han Solo, Indiana Jones sitting there. You know, it, that must have been a hard one. And he did a hell of a job. That film is. I was put off watching it because he listened to critics, and it wasn't until I think last year or the year before I said, just it must have been when Disney Plus was on. Yeah. Must have been, so Disney Plus must have been around because that's where we watched it. And I said, give it a chance. And honestly, he absolutely loved it. And mm -hmm. especially that end scene, spoiler alert, with Darth <laughs> Maul, when, yeah. when, when he is on screen. We mm -hmm. knew, we kind of knew where, well, obviously I'd already seen it, but he kind of knew where it was going because we watched Clone Wars mm -hmm. and we know that he's in that. So but he, he kind of had it. He's supposed to be in the new uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker, not Anakin there. Uh, Obi-Wan series he's supposed to be in. Yeah, so that's where I want to go next is just talking about the future of Star Wars. So we've mm -hmm. talked a bit about, you know, the past and, you know, the past is done with now. We, we hopefully and potentially won't see any more to do with the Skywalker saga. Um, or if we do, what, what, little elements like, like as we saw in The Mandalorian, uh, yeah, it wasn't about Luke Skywalker, but I cried like a little baby when Luke came back and saved the day. That was probably cinematically the best thing I have seen in the last fifteen years. 
and turned around and said after it was finished because um I didn't stop crying he just turned, he looked he was like that's the that's the worst I have ever seen you cry at a tv or film before I was in hysterics mm -hmm. and it wasn't it was just the whole thing in general like that the felt, build up the build up to it when you see that x-wing come in and you're like fuck that's red fire. who is it <laughs> who is it and then it was the minute we saw that like we we knew it was Luke. Yeah. It's an X-Wing. We knew it was Luke. But it was it was the anticipation, like, is mm. it really? Is it and then you saw the glove. Yeah. And we were like Then you saw oh, the it's Luke. Then you saw the then green saw lightsaber. The green lightsaber <laughs> and that scene where he crushes them, that when he does the force crush and he crushes mm. the robot from the inside. Oh mm -hmm. so satisfying. I was not asses to and I bet you any money that it'll be Sebastian Stan. I'm sure mm. they're going to use Sebastian Stan and they didn't. And I'm kind of glad they didn't. I know the aging technology has mm -hmm. been a bit, hmm, mm -hmm. but you've got to take a fucking chance. Like yeah. they took the, the Leah and the top and um, what do you call them in Rogue One mm -hmm. are a bit iffy, yeah. but it's a fucking chance. Like if you want to use these characters again, who are no longer here with us, yeah, you've got to take a chance, mm -hmm. and I generally don't mind them. And yeah. I love that they use Mark Hamill's voice. It's still him. He was still mm -hmm. part of it. He was still mm -hmm. part of Luke Skywalker. But it was just look. Honestly, <laughs> there was not one bit of that final scene that did not satisfy my Star no. Wars needs. No, but I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, but. I'm excited for where it could go as long as they keep it along them lines and as we said last week as long as John Favreau is the man that guides yeah. us and he doesn't even have to be directing just least points in no no this. His, he didn't direct all of them if you watch the uh, Mandalorian um, programs that they do with the making of he has a team mm -hmm. um, and it's different there's Taika Waititi is one of them Bryce Dallas Howard is another one and there's three others and they are the team of directors. Bryce Dallas Howard episode that she did was absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like, so good. Didn't, um, um, what's he called? Thing he, oh, he normally works with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, Rodriguez, he did he one. Did the, he was he did the, the team of the He second. did the Boba Fett one, didn't he? Where the, the were, he did. Yeah, that was, uh, you could tell because it was like a proper Western. Yes, because that's it's right up Robert Rodriguez's street. And the video of him and the puppet of um, Grogu, mm -hmm. he's playing his guitar and Grogu's dancing to it. Is just <laughs> like honestly, these little these things that they bring out, which is just basically a money market for Star Wars. Uh, it is aimed at me. Mm -hmm. I have on my possession right now. I have a Grogu charm. Mm -hmm. On my, I don't collect charms at all, but had to have the Grogu charm to go on my um, my leather strap that I have, and I also have. I'm nearly forty. And I've got a, a Grogu Build-A-Bear who sits <laughs> in my bedroom next to my Boba Fett, or my Boba Bear as he's called, because um, I am a huge Boba Fett fan, even though he's, very, he's not very much used, but he is no. now. I'm loving that he is now. Um, it was like so, dinosaurs in the Christmas special one time, though. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and very sadly that I'll not see him on the convention circuit because he passed away last year. The mm -hmm. guy who, not not 
the New Zealand, is he New Zealand or Australia? Not, the, not the new one that was busy. Um, not him. No, who the original. Um, who was from the, uh, the Attack of the Clones. Um, can't remember his he name. He plays his dad. What's his dad called? Oh my God. Lewis Boba. What's his name? Boba Fett. What's Boba Fett's dad called? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> Django. Oh Django my God, Fett. that would have done like... Fett. Yeah. But he played Django Fett, who is now, which makes sense because he's a clone of Django, mm-hmm. so he would look like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the future of Star Wars, mm-hmm. in December of 2021, we're mm-hmm. going to have the Book of Boba Fett, yeah. which I am buzzing my tits off for. It's basically taking over Jabba's palace and uh, we'll see what sh- shenanigans he's going to be up now as as the... Um, as cause of, I can say, what's he going to be, the new gangster, the head of the huts? So head that'll be huts. interesting. With, and I love his ride or die, Fennec Shand, who's mm. played by the amazing Ming Nan, Ming Na Wen, who mm. is ultimately a nerd princess. Yeah. She's in Star Wars, she's in Marvel, she's Mulan. Like, <laughs> she is absolutely amazing. And she's an amazing actress who is. Do you know, for a woman of in her 50s, she's doing well <laughs> and she looks well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then move on to after the Booga Boba Fett. It doesn't give you a release date. It says 2021, so this could be very soon, but I don't. It will be something I'll watch because it is anime. It's called Visions, and mm-hmm. it's a 10-episode series which will feed which will feature leading Japanese animation studios as they bring a new spin to the Star Wars locations and characters mm-hmm. so that would be something we will watch because Anne's massive into um, anime early 2022 so I've got a feeling we're going to have Booga Boba Fett at the mm-hmm. end of the year yeah. leading straight into the Mandalorian series 3 yeah, because Disney's so like to, because like I said, Disney's like trying to give us one big thing at a time. They're not mm-hmm. doing it like I think. So like you say we had the Mandalorian, then it was One Division, then mm-hmm. um, Winter Soldier, not Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon. Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Sorry. Um, then we moved into Loki. Then we've got Black Widow. Now, uh, what's it called? What What Ifs coming out next? Then yeah, well, then apparently Wars we're going to get. Yeah, because apparently we're going to get the Hawkeye. Then it'll be the Book of yeah. Boba. Then it'll probably be Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three. Yep. Um, they just they want to keep, Star Wars wants you to not forget that they are here, mm-hmm. and that was the. I think if the pandemic hadn't hadn't lasted as long as it did, this would we would have started to see a lot more coming mm-hmm. from Star Wars. But hey, it is what it is. Um, then after that, you've got Andor. Mm-hmm. which doesn't have a release date, but it's 2022. I am generally looking forward to this, even though Cassie Nandor is, was not one of my favourite characters in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Kind of did my tits in a little bit. Yeah. But by the end of it, he fully redeemed himself for this. So I am quite interested in it. Isn't it bringing back your favourite robot as well? As well. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. H-O-S-O, I cannot wait. Um... There was something else that was in here as well that was... Because Rogue Squadron, um, is that the one that Patty Jenkins is meant to be involved with, or she... No, that's not yet. That's not yet. So Obi-Wan Kenobi is the next one after that, which is in 2022. I think we'll be getting a trailer for cert- that soon. I'm, I've got a feeling we'll, we'll probably... Because I know there's been hints and stuff. I know there was a well-made fan trailer that did convince us. That was so convincing. <laughs> 
so convincing. Um, yep, so 2022, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming straight after Andor, and then the one I am posing for. I cannot wait. We're going to have the TV series of Ahsoka. Yep. Cannot wait. Um, it has been announced. I might have this wrong, so I apologies in advance, but I'm sure I read somewhere today that um, the guy who does the voice for General Throne in the Star Wars Rebels is either is Mads Mikkelsen's brother, no, mm-hmm. or is he a Star's guard? Hang on, I can never remember which one he is. Um, hang on, hang on, Throne Rebels. Just to make sure I'm right, because I say I'm not. That first in in like I say the rebels and Clone Wars throne is it, that's the blue guy, isn't it? Yes. So I've heard rumours that the guy who played Eladdin is going to be not not the. He's going to be Ezra. Ezra, that's the one I because I remember. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been cast as Ezra and Lars Mikkelsen, who's Mads Mikkelsen's brother, who is the voice actor of General Throne. He is going to. He is supposedly signed on to be the live-action version of him too. Oh, I don't right. know how true that is, but I actually have his book as well. I have Thrawn's book. It's really good read. Um, but yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi, and then Ahsoka, and then this one is obviously going to throw. Might be a little bit different than what we anticipated originally, which is Rangers of the New Republic. I've heard it's we, not going ahead with, apparently. That's what I'm thinking, because it was going to be Cara Dune's yeah. solo series and after I, her shenanigans I'm, last year, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I'm sure that one's been knocked on the head as well uh, since that, because that, that was going to be her, like, say, a spin-off type thing. Yeah. I know there's a lot of different other Star Wars like things that haven't been like announced. Um, I've heard rumours that there's going to be a, a new trilogy film about yep, completely so, sorry no no i'm going to get into that actually so the next one after that is the acolyte mm-hmm. no um it basically says that a period roughly a century before the skywalker saga skywalker honestly my accent does that no no justice who comes to know shady secrets and emerging dark side powers um so that and then after that is lando mm-hmm which doesn't really tell you which Lando you're going to see. Yeah. I hope we see both. I hope we see both. Like I said, Lando telling stories about his uh, past, but Billy D sitting in a chair, just playing smooth jazz, saying, this is what I did when I was younger, then going back saying... uh, like say young Glover going through it well you see him in Solo writing down the Lando Chronicles so you do see him like he is making note of his adventures so that would be cool so that is the TV side of Star Wars the next side is the movies so you've obviously Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron with Patty Jenkins which I was which is going to be December 22 2023 mm-hmm. um, I was actually buzzing for but after Wonder Woman 2 mm-hmm. I'll just keep your reservations until I see it. Um, after that, you're going to have the untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. If they do anything like Thor Ragnarok, but apparently, he's, if the rumours are a bit true, he's getting his fingers in a lot of pies at the moment because he's supposed to be doing Flash Gordon remake as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the amount of things got... he'll be doing, it'll be crazy. Oh, Definitely, but I think a lot of people are going to compare Tiger's work to Ragnarok, where you really need to look at everything else he's done, mm-hmm. because it, they're not all the same. 
Yeah. Like the humor is because that's Tiger's humor, but mm. is his work is he's just a really good fucking storyteller. So yeah. it's gonna fit in. And he's he directed, he's also a droid in he's the nurse droid in Mandalorian. He's a he was a voice actor in that, but he directed it as well. Um after that <laughs> is the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it's Ian Johnson's Star Wars trilogy. So he's finally getting a chance. I, I'm pleased for him. I really am because he brought some ambitious feels to The Last Jedi. It's just a shame it he was trying to fit it in to that saga. So Two really elements I'm hoping that. he's going to touch on. The first one, mm-hmm. um, he has to expand some Broom Boy. So... I think this, the trilogy has to either focus or give him his journey. Go to the thing that was interesting about his film, about how there's people on in the middle that's dealing yep. both with the Federation and both with the Alliance. That yep. That's an interesting take. I want to see more of that. I want to see that that really interests us. Thinking, there's, there's people that's not good or bad. They're just mm-hmm. with any type of... Wars or the thing that's in right, we're just going to profit here. Go mm-hmm. to that route. I'm I'm interested to see yeah. that. I'm hoping that that with that it's interesting to me. Like say, even if you take away going away from Jedi's or the Skywalker's tale, show that element or even um a crazy little thing with with the weird glasses. What was it called? Mars, Mars, um, Mars, 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 Mars. Oh God, Mars Katarka. Oh. Honestly, what is the matter with me today, Maz? Yeah. Um, Maz Katana, that's it. Yeah, so see, yeah. Yeah, okay. see her aspects as well, because like I say, she was an interesting character that didn't really get flashed out. Or how people generally, people generally thought that the person who was going to come and get Grogu was her. Yeah. The, like when you know the whole little throwing ideas about never always get. Well, it could be uh, Cal Kestis, and it's like no, no, it's not going to be Cal at all. Because not everyone knows who Cal is unless you have played the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either Luke or potentially, potentially Maz. And I agreed with that theory. Thank God it was Luke. Rose. But you still don't know um, what, how she got his lightsaber. That's the thing. You never get that answer. Yeah. No, you don't. Um, but with Brian Johnson, if you want to see what his calibre of work is, watch Knives Out. Because yeah, that is a... Honestly, one of the best whodunits I've seen in such a long time. It is totally done a 180 on me for Daniel Craig because I did not like that man. That's what I, I loved his foghorn leghorn uh, impression, so that was quite. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely fantastic. That's what you know what, and because he stuck with it throughout, he didn't differ. Uh, no, like, he never came out of it at all. I generally loved him for it. Yeah, he didn't take the piss out of it. It was quite well done. But yeah, um, except really that's, good. That's a sequel that's coming out next year as well. I think uh, yeah. Knives Two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I generally, I generally think as well that this trilogy was the one that was going to go to D and D from Game of Thrones. Yeah, 100 percent. So I'm hundred percent totally, <laughs> totally pleased <laughs> that Ryan Johnson is getting this over them. I could not be more happier because honestly, if them two never worked again, I would not be disappointed. <laughs> what they did to a franchise, they do not deserve to work for oh. anymore. Um, after that, so after you, you've got your first part of your trilogy, obviously that'll lead into your second, your third. You're going to have um, the droid, a droid story, mm-hmm. which is going to be about R two D two and C three PO, which I think is an absolutely fantastic idea because they are 
if not main characters in the trilogy or in the you know the saga and they deserve their own their own adventures and their, their own time and i'm really happy about that um, yeah, but they've already done that really because, they, because <laughs> haven't they done the cartoon with the droid story though? So. Yeah, it's going to be a live action one. Um, the next after that, you're going to have the untitled. I am buzzing for this Kevin Feige Star Wars film. Kevin's going to be given a chance to jump out of Marvel and come into the Star Wars world and put his capability into it i am excited i am I'm very worried excited worried. really yeah because he's because fair enough he's like i say he's orchestrating everything that we're getting that's amazing in marvel like i said there is mm-hmm. again difference to opinions there's a lot of lot of hits there's a few misses but we'll I, like as, as a whole like to see where it's going mm-hmm. He is involved with the Sony projects with a spider as well. That was part of the deal mm-hmm. to keep Spider-Man. He has to help with their yeah. universe as well. So that's two universes he's kind of integrating and keeping. Mm-hmm. Jumping over to Star Wars, because he's, he's no way is he going to let go of uh, Marvel because he's got a hold oh. of the comics as well now. So he's got a, where the Marvel comic scores. Just um, uh, to me, he sounds like he's mm-hmm. got so much going on and... To be honest, I, honestly, I if the man's not running Disney by by the, in the next ten years, I'll be shocked as shit. You know, running Disney he's... just not it's not they're not saying it out loud. <laughs> what he yeah. says goes because basically because I know basically when Sony kicked off and said we're taking Spider Man back, he he was orchestrating everything behind the scenes with Disney, and that's where the deal come from and came back. If he didn't want Spider Man. They wouldn't have got it, and no, I think but he's, same, he was the he's same in behind, charge he was now. The, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but he was the, he was the same behind the Fox deal as well. Like he orchestrated all of that. Um, Kevin's really he's such a fascinating person. He deserves like his own little episode to talk about because he this isn't the first time he's done this. Mm-hmm. He did it the Star Trek, the end of Endgame. Do you know when you see the 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 actor and the signature? That was something he took from his time at Star Trek. He did, like, that was how he ended things mm-hmm. when he was putting, like, a permanent full stop on something was to introduce these characters in that way. He's such a fascinating person. Um, but I'm excited. I would love to see what he can do as long as it doesn't take away from what he's doing at Marvel because I will. it will be a sad day when mm-hmm. Kevin Feige turns around and says, I am handing the reins to someone else. Even though the likes of Victoria on. on God, I can never say her name. Alsonso, she's um, she is heavily, she is very heavily involved with all of Marvel's films. Um, I think he would hand it off into good hands, but I just am not let, ready for him to let, drop the reins yet. And there's one more untitled film for Star Wars, and um, it's just the untitled J.D. Dillard Star Wars project. And mm-hmm. um, that's going to be. The, I mean, we're going to have more announcements. Um, as the time goes on, but the guy, this guy, J.D. Dillard, is the writer for Luke Cage. No, hang on. He was directed in Marvel TV. Oh, no, right. He's teaming up with the Marvel TV writer, Matt Owens, Luke Cage, to develop a Star Wars project for Lucasfilm. All right. Sounds interesting. Yes, yeah, so 
the future's bright, the future's Star Wars, but again, mm -hmm. with, with, with my worry, again, mm -hmm. with anything as if we're getting too much, and I, I, then it does kind of dilute or um, the quality levels go down, which again, probably get some shit for this. I do feel we are slight and getting that way with Marvel as well, with certain no. projects, because I know we had this, uh, when we reviewed Black Widow, Mm -hmm. I think that was a poor Marvel film that we've seen in a long time. And if, if it continues, I know we've had the ups, like I say, a low E1 division, but we've had the downs. I again, still don't now. I've, like I say, digested it. Digested it. I don't think Falcon and Wilton Soldier was as brilliant or as up there with certain projects I've seen in a long time. So well, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you. It feels like because we were so used to our you know, beginning of year film, summer film, end of year film, and it was something to look forward to through the year of, for Marvel. And now we're getting a TV series upon a TV series, and then a film, and then another TV series, and then another. It's it feels like it could be too much, mm -hmm. and it could start to get muddy. Yeah, and that's my worry when it comes to Marvel, and and now. I don't know about Star Wars because we're not quite there yet. Like it is being spaced out lovely. Like the mm -hmm. Mandalorian season two ended last year, yeah. and you're not getting you're not getting your next one until the end of this year. There's been yeah. a lot of time in between that. But I but what we've just read out there sounds like it's going to be on the same par as Marvel. That it's going to yeah. be once you finish this, you're going to you're going to have to dive into this, and you're not going to have a chance to really digest what you've seen until later on which is you're right Falcon and Winter Soldier is not as strong as WandaVision and Loki and the Black Widow film and I said this in the review it was it's not it wasn't their best it wasn't a terrible film but it was not by any means up at the Marvel standard and could that be because the Russo brothers had no involvement in it because I generally feel since the Russo brothers got involved with Marvel, the ante was raised. The characters' levels, it, it, it made the characters more interesting. They are great character writers. Like I say, if you've watched the TV show that they were involved in for many years, Community, you know they do good character well. Um, but it, it seems that, like I said, again, my only worrying point is the Mandalorian knocked it out of the park. I've, again, going back to TV shows over the last 10 years, Mandalorian is up there with one of the best. And even like my wife, like I say, she likes Star Wars. She's not the huge Star Wars fan, but she was obsessed with the Mandalorian with me, even though, like I say, we watched it together. We even watched it twice straight after each other and she never watches anything again. Um, I'm worried that if knocked out the park with the Mandalorian went great, let's just throw and do everything instead of going right we'll do the book of Boba Fett save this as well we'll we'll do the next thing but then the introducing characters going this character's getting a great reaction I'm going to do that because like, it's the same with like the Cara Dern character fair enough Gina Carrero came out and being the craziest bitch in the world uh, <laughs> um, I just think do you know what though she she re she did herself no favours if that's the opinion that she has on the world, then okay, that's her opinion. And like I said at the beginning of this program, you know, don't come for us for hours. Why should we go for hers? She works for a major platform, a major company who told her to stop. Mm -hmm. Stop 
doing it, you are pissing people off with, you know, with your politics that nobody, what you know, it's starting to upset people. This needs to stop. And she pushed it too far with the last one she did. And I know there was some people on one of the posts I put up that I ended up editing just to stop the comments coming in because what she put on there was just outright, outright ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That woman is far too fucking privileged to be putting shit like that up like she did. And she deserved what she got when she got it taken away from her. But I am fucking devastated that the character of Cara Dune now has to be retired because of it, because that fucking character was incredible. Talk about strong female characters. That last scene when you've got um, Bogotana, Cara Dune and Fennec, when they're walking around that, like when they're in that last scene and they're in that battle thing. With Sasha Banks as well, I've gotten her character. With Sasha Banks and talk about fucking girl power. That was absolutely unreal. That was empowering. And I am devastated that we won't get to see that level with Cara Dune again because she couldn't keep her fucking mouth shut. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> like I say, everyone's got their opinion. And like I say, that's the thing because with that, what I was, what I was going to go with, they would, thought that character was interesting they were going to spin off and do something else. So again, just keep doing simple that's where yeah. well, I'm asking. Do it simple. Keep doing the story well. You don't have to have a million characters spinning off doing 10 million things. I know everyone's excited for Ahsoka. As soon as Rosie Dawson got that role, you knew she was going to get either a film or a spin-off. Again, you know what? I'm, I'm not mad at that, though, Paul, because... It's not not saying to be, I'm not saying to be mad at. Just be wary, because yeah. don't start bringing characters in just to lead to a different different series. Because that's what no, other I, I, shows have tried to do. Like Buffy tried to do that. Supernaturals tried to do that so many times through the years. Yeah, it doesn't always yeah, work. That's that's, no, that's, that's all I'm saying. I just, no, no, I, no, I totally, I, I totally get what you're saying. When you look at other programs and measure up how they've done it before, and, and you can see you can see the pattern of what's actually happening. And you wary is probably the right word. But for me, <laughs> I I I watched. Um, I've watched that episode with the soaker in, and I'm not going to lie, at least 20 times. Just that episode. No other ones of the series. I've watched the series in its entirety, but I have gone back to that at least 20 times because what seeing it in an actual live action version of a soaker was amazing. Like, a soaker is one of my favorite characters. I wish I brought it. I've got, do you know what? I collect the Forces of Destiny's dolls. The right behind us, if they're watching on YouTube, she's the only one I don't have because she is so fucking expensive. She's so expensive, but I do have her Black Series figure, and she is that special. She does not sit on my dresser with my drawers with her book. She sits in my bedroom where I can see her every day. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. So I know we've talked quite a lot there about Star Wars. Like I say, we are very passionate. We do love it very much. I know it might not sound that at times. One last point I do want to, I think I started with mm -hmm. this point, now I want to end with this point just to make it abrupt. Han shot first. <laughs> do you know what? I am actually like, I'm quite shocked how it's gone. This is how I imagined it, by the way, just sitting talking about it. I think if you plan too much when it comes to these kind of talks, we're going to 
we could have seized up on something. So like a natural flow is is great. And I think we've I've found that through this. But I am really shocked that you have not lost your shit over my love for Jar Jar. Just, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing to be angry about. Like I say, I don't like the character. <laughs> you like the character. That, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. You get something from him. That, that's what you get from movies. I'm never going to shit on someone for liking something. Oh. I, I've, I've never said that. that. That's why I lost my shit with uh, Batman, because I don't like it. I'm not going to shit. <laughs> so it's you who gets angry at yourself. <laughs> I, 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 that's the thing, but I can't get angry at someone because I like something. That would be so hypocritical of me. I, I couldn't do that for someone. And I'd rather have the yeah. conversation with you. Why do you like it? Why do I, why I don't like it? And I think I can express myself. Probably I couldn't do that 15 years ago because I was, wasn't mature enough to do shit like that. But I'm, I'm, yeah, nearly, no, a 40, totally I'm nearly a 40-year-old bloke. If I, <laughs> I might not say it, but I, I said, these things matter to me and I like having conversations. Yeah. That's why, again, for the Facebook group, we've built it the way we have where people can have conversations. We come down hard on you if you start shitting on people for, for liking something. But have an opinion. If you say you don't like something, say why you don't like say something. Say why? Uh-huh. Don't just say that's shit. You're a dick for liking it. That, that doesn't make I know. sense to me. I, but, I joke. Yeah. It's just because of your reactions previously to Jar Jar, <laughs> and especially when I bought me Jar Jar Bust. It was to so be fair, funny. I only do that to wind you up because, like, say it's your trigger point, so I know how to trigger you. Yes, Jar Jar, like, Jar, Jar but, is my trigger point. But, like I say, I'm going to laugh. Midi chlorians is bullshit, but that, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's probably because I don't really understand it that well that I don't yeah. get too angry about the Metacorian thing. I remember when I was watching it again, I, I obviously I go back to the prequels quite a lot because I mm. generally do like the storylines in that. Like yeah. for all this for all the dialogue is bloodily shite. Mm-hmm. The um are oh, you putting yourself back together? Yeah. <laughs> um the, the story is pretty good. Like the like Order sixty six is mm-hmm. unreal. It's like, a it's a heartbreaking thing. Like say I just wish they'd done it in a better film. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, I totally, I totally get that. But and I remember going over it again, and I was like, "What the fuck is midichlorians? Like, I don't get it." And I'm sure I've explained it to us, and I'm like, "I still like my brain won't let us understand it properly because it's like fucking white blood cells. Like you say, if you've, if, if, and that's gonna sound weird. It's like you've got you've got a disease. Midichlorians is oh. a disease, <laughs> which is stupid. But yeah, that's an easier way of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, and. I'm, but yeah, it didn't work for us. But again, like I say, I know we could talk about it for hours just by going over we points. Could. But yeah, I love Star Wars. I always will. I'll always revisit them. I'll even watch the prequels from time to time. Now I've got a projector and a big screen. It means a little bit more to us as well. But um, That's awesome. That I really have to talk, Anthony. We've got, some, we've got the perfect walls to put a projection screen on. I really talked to him about getting one because that it's just such a brilliant idea, especially when you're in lockdown. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, um, so I really talked to Anthony about it. But before we go, can we just quickly talk about any Star Wars collection that you have toy-wise? Um, not as big you as have... I used to. Um, no. I've got, like I say, a few figures lying around. I've started collecting the Black Order, Black series again. I have mm-hmm. just recently bought a Lego box which I'm not yet which is going to be a tin so it's a TIE fighter no no X-Wing sorry it's X-Wing sorry I really I really can't get into Lego Carolyn's massive into Lego um, but me not so much I think it's because I'm shite with my hands Mm -hmm. so I don't really get into Black Series I am getting into I've literally just ordered a Cal Kestis um, Mm -hmm. 
I walked away from a dark ray yesterday that was on sale and I will kick myself for it. Um, I really want to get into the kind of retro uh, Star Wars collection. That's like, but I need my room done out because I need somewhere to put it. My Lord of the Rings collection is sitting in my living room at the moment because I have nowhere to put anything in here until yeah. I buy my new shelving. So it's like I've put stuff on hold. Um, it's what I'm at the age now where I I, I know I, I say I, my wife will always laugh at us. I've got a very um, I try and think I, I get very impulsive when it comes to buying stuff, and I say yeah, I try and too. I get very like needs, needs, needs. I'm trying to be a little bit less now. If I say something, I think it looks cool. I'll I'll probably get mm -hmm. like um. So I've got a few. I've got like Luke behind there, Chewy. But I'm trying to be a bit more particular with them because I see I'm running out of space for shit. <laughs> um, I just, I just need, the, I just need the storage. I have the space, but I need the storage. So this mm. room's getting totally decorated. Um, I'm getting a load of shelving put in the back and around the sides. Um, mm. But the best part about my relationship with Anth is that if I get, because Anth collects a lot of anime um, figures, figures. And mm -hmm. um, so if I got him an anime figure and then bought myself something. He doesn't. He doesn't focus on what I've gotten, just what I got him. So I'm like, like I remember I did a massive Zavi order, and I ordered us some T-shirts because I had them on offer, mm -hmm. and then I wanted the Black Series figures, and I was like, he's he's gonna say something. So I just threw in a, um, a Dragon Ball Z massive um, collectible, and he was he totally didn't look at what I'd gotten myself. <laughs> That's but, um, I, th I think coming out soon, like I say, there's going to be a few collectibles I'll be keeping my eyes on. I know with the new Ghostbusters film, which again, I know we've talked about how excited they are, there will be some yes. kind of spin off or some kind of things. That there is, um, fuck you, Americans. I love you to pieces, but I hate the accessibility that you guys have to Star Wars collectibles. You get them in Target, you get them in Walmart. If I walked into my local Asda and saw what you guys get, I would have a heart attack because we do, Asda is essentially Walmart, Walmart is Asda, and we don't get half the stuff that you get. I get so upset. Just to stop you there though, if you wanted, uh, mm. if you wanted to collect the retro ones, if you go to Asda Bolden, they've got all the uh, retro figures. Uh, so Grogu, uh, the Mandalorian, uh, the robot, the nanny robot, um, Leia, um, didn't have Cara so doing. What you're trying to tell us is that my gal the one of the galleries is shite and I should yeah. be branching out and stop Pretty getting much. angry that, yeah, right, yeah. I get it. And, no, I just, I love watching all the Americans because they, they their accessibility to toys is unreal. Like it's nothing compared to us. We struggle so badly. And if we don't have the likes of, as the Bolden today. <laughs> Captain America. I'm on the phone. I am on the phone to Carolyn as soon as it's over and getting her to come all the way from Darlington to As the Bolden <laughs> Close that four o'clock. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> not today. Not today. But at some point. I did not realise that. See, I've been kicking off because the galleries where, <laughs> where I live, that is just horrendous. There is nothing in there. Mm -hmm. I did not realise. I, I just assumed that everyone was the same. Yes. We'll, we'll cut this off because we're talking about shopping now. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Anyway, so okay. to finish off our Star Wars podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, like I say, I've really enjoyed talking to Sam. Like I say, we mm -hmm. didn't get heated once, which is always a plus. Nope. 
Um, but yes, again, remember we've got a Facebook group called Nerdy Up North Community, which is growing exponentially all the time. Uh, we're nearly mm -hmm. at 2,700 members. Um, we do have a bit of a competition. If you do get to invite the 3,000th member, you will get a Nerdy Up North t-shirt. Um, also as well, like I say, we will be on iTunes, Spotify, uh, with this one. On I know our reaction videos we're not putting on because, let's be honest, there's no point because you, you're not going to listen to our reaction, which is a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but, uh, if you are wanting that, strange. Yeah. Um, but again, this will be on YouTube as soon as possible. Um, like I say, we're going to try and play about with the look as well. So hopefully it will be edited a little bit more professionally, shall we say. Um <laughs> But yeah. Paul's doing a grand job. He's having so much fun doing it. And he, it the tests that he shows us look absolutely brilliant. So I hope you really like it. And um, just um, on the back of what Paul said, if you can and you are listening to us through iTunes, if you could quite kindly give us a five star review and even write a review, it just helps people be the, the algorithm of iTunes to pick us up for other men, for other people to hear us and potentially other people to join us on the Facebook community page. I don't Again, know Spotify, if you have listened to, to us talk about Star Wars for a long time, hope you've enjoyed it. If you disagree with us, fair enough. Tell us what you disagree about. Tell you us what you like. Know. Or even if you like, say you don't think our order is correct, tell us what your order is on the, on the comments. More than happy to talk about it. But um, mm -hmm. like I say, it's been lovely speaking to you, Sam, and same bat time, same mm -hmm. bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. May the force be with you. And hand shot first. Bye. Ah, bye. <laughs>